On this episode of the The CMD Podcast, I chop it up with Stan Talloway at Funny Man Stan on social media. He is a writer, host, comedian, and a college football analyst. We chop it up about Deion Sanders and Ed Reed's impact on HBCUs, Mario Cristobal and the recruiting that he's doing at Miami. We'll get a sneak peek at his big board for this upcoming NFL draft. And lastly, why the hell is Daniel Jones now known as Vanilla Vic? All of that and more on the latest The CMD Podcast. El Primero de Mayo. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the The Sam D Podcast. I am your host, Sam Dismay Jr. Despite the mass exodus, I am still on the Elon app at The Sam D. That's T-H-E-E-S-A-M-D. Podcast is also up there at The Sam D Podcast, all one word. If you're bouncing from the Elon app, please believe I get it. I may be with you soon. But if you are on the other apps at The Sam D Podcast on the Zuckerberg app. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Doing some numbers there building the following there, building a sense of community there. Link is in the podcast description. If you want to support the podcast, support the movement, support the brand, donation link also in the podcast description. For all content, audio, and visual, hit up thesamd.com. Subscribe and rate to the podcast. Five stars, nothing less. Tell a friend. Podcast available on the Purple app and the Rogan app. Musical production done by Mayfirst Music. Support him at soundcloud.com slash Music. It is rare that I get to chop it up with someone that I have literally known for a decade plus in this industry. A lot of times you come across people and it's fly by night. You work with them for a few months, maybe a year at, at the most, and then you never see them again. But my next guest, who is making a return to the The CMD Podcast, I've known this man for a very long time, decade plus. We got started in the, the sports media game together. He has come a long way. He has pivoted into the comedic game. He is a writer. He is a comedian. He is a host. He has done a lot of things in the comedic space. He's been in the same rooms as some of your favorites. So he is a guy that has seen a lot and has done a lot. And quite honestly, when it comes to NFL draft season, when it comes to people breaking down their big boards and they always make sure to tweet it out, there's only one big board pause that I'm looking for when it comes to draft time. And it's the big board of my next guest, Funny Man Stan on the Elon app and the Zuckerberg app, Twitter and IG if you're unhip. He is Stan Talloway. Let me make sure I bring him in here the correct way. Get the splits up here. We're doing fancy shit here on YouTube. Uh, Stan Talloway is my guest. Stan, welcome back to the DSMD uh, podcast. What's up, bro? Thanks for having me, man. This is this is we've been talking about this for a while because like we're, every so often we're like, man, it's been too long. We gotta because we can go for hours. I know you and I for sure just yeah talk about anything comedy sports, stream of consciousness. Radio. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. So this is a long time coming. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, man. Always, man. You're, you're someone who I always make sure to follow on social. You, you, you're still out there putting out good content. You're putting out videos of your shows, your stand up and everything like that. You also do pods and stuff like that. So I want to make sure black creators and actually good, funny creators, regardless of race, creed of color, actually get a chance to shine, especially when they're doing it independent like you are. So and look. That. This this sports thing is a lot. Obviously, we're coming off Super Wild Card Weekend. Why it's super, I have no idea. Uh, but it's a lot of sports stuff going on. Dana White, 
Um, you know, you're you're a big <laughs> co- college football guy, so I always lean to you when it comes to you know the U and Mario yep, Cristobal yep, and everything with that. So, what what has stood out to you lately when it comes to sports? I know you you had a tweet about about that video of the third graders going crazy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> saying that they're small and I'm him and all that type yeah. of shit. But uh, what 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 have you seen in the sports world lately, man? Well, I, like lately, I've been I've been paying. You brought up Miami. I've been paying attention to a lot of recruiting. Early signing day um, passed, and now we're in um, transfer. I think today was the closing window of the first transfer portal. So guys are guys are taking visits. Um, actually, um, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of there's a big recruiting camp uh, happening this weekend in Florida. So a lot of recruits. Um, so like that's what I've been paying attention to. A lot of mm-hmm. the you know, the Under Armour game and the the U.S. Army All-American Bowl. So as far as Miami goes, you know, there's been a lot of drama. You got, uh, so the number two uh, recruit, the, the number the second highest uh, rated recruit, I think he's the number one defensive recruit in the country, Cormani McLean. He was originally a Florida commit and he flipped to Miami and now with Deion Sanders going to Colorado, there's rumors that he might flip to Colorado. And this yeah. is shape of last year when Deion got Travis Hunter to flip from Florida State. So Miami fans are are it's 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 testy right now because you know you got half people saying no, we need Carmani. You know he's a he's an elite prospect, a five star cornerback, the highest rated corner like defensive prospect we probably have ever in the especially in the in the 24 7 um era right and you got the other side saying well he's a diva and you know we don't need him we we, even without him we have the a top five class which is great um where i fall look i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sit here and judge a 17 18 year old kid for their decisions i listen if you had told me at 17 or 18 years old hey we're gonna give you x amount of money to go to x what's whatever school like i who knows if i'd make the right decision so i'm not gonna sit yeah. here and you know scream obscenities at a at a, at a teenager um right. would he would i love him to sign yeah he could come in and start day one um but if he doesn't you know more power to him I, all, at, at the end of the day i hope he's successful wherever he goes whether it's colorado miami wherever and has a successful career in the NFL. Um, I do think Mario's come in, and um, I'm talking like in a, in one off season has totally changed this team. Um, people don't realize the mess that Manny Diaz left in Coral Gables. Like the Miami recruits itself, right? But, Still, right? You don't need a great recruiter, but you have to put in some kind of effort. Because even without a good recruiter, even without great recruiters, we were able we we're able to still put out NFL talent. You look at the NFL now in the playoffs, guys like Rayshon Jenkins making plays for the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. You have players like you know it's just all over the NFL. We're seeing Miami uh, Hurricanes make plays. So yeah. without being able to recruit or develop, we're still putting out NFL players. That being said, what 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 Mario has come in and done. In one offseason, we've already landed the top two offensive tackles in the country, Samson Okanlola and Francis Marigoa. We got Francis Marigoa's brother um, to transfer from Washington State. 
to be our linebacker, okay. to be probably our starting linebacker on the weak side. And then you've got uh, transfers, Javion Cohen from Alabama, Matt Lee from Central Florida, who was the, 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 I think the third highest rated center in the country. He, he's come in and revamped this offensive line. Just yesterday, Jake Garcia decides he's going to enter the transfer portal. We've got uh, Tyler Van Dyke coming back. We've got a loaded running back room. All we're really missing is a number one wide receiver. And there are guys taking visits. Um, right now, it's, we're in a state of flux because, you know, Frank Ponsar, of quarterback's coach, went back to Appalachian State to be the offensive coordinator. State Personally, you know, I know a lot of people want him to go. Um, I think I'd rather see, I'd like to see him stay one more year, cook with some players that want to be here, that, that, that aren't going to slack off and have the right mentality. Because I don't think what he did at Michigan the year prior was a fluke. Um, give him talented players and let him see what he can do. Now, if he wants to leave, that's on him. I trust Mario to bring in the right people to, 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 um, to turn this ship around. That being said, I don't think Miami's going to be that much better so quickly. I think mm. we'll be improved from five and seven. But we've got a tough schedule coming up next year. Uh, I would say we'll be a, we'll be a, we'll be in bowl contention. I think Miami okay. will be above five hundred. I don't think they're going to contend for the ACC just yet. I think give give Mario Cristobal the opportunity to bring in another top five recruiting class because we know we can do it, especially with the resources, and then. Then we'll see where Miami stands. You know, I, I, there, there's a lot that I want to touch on, but I think the the first thing is like clearly with Cristobal, his number one strength is as a recruiter. He's he's a top notch, if not the best recruiter. He's like no more than top three. Like he's 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 one of those, right? He's a monster recruiter. I think though, as a coach, at times last year. Is very prehistoric style of football. Like as much as we're seeing pro style offenses and and sometimes the spread still finds its way to sneak in there. He's very old school. Not necessarily three yards in a cloud of dust, but not that far from it. So as as a UM guy, he'll he'll bring the talent. I'll never be concerned about whether he can recruit. He can always recruit his ass off. Are you concerned though about once he gets that talent, how they are actually schemed on the field? No, uh, I think what 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 Mario wants to do is build an SEC style roster in the ACC. We're okay. seeing already we're seeing the size differences between guys that Manny Diaz was bringing in, that Mark Rick was bringing in. Not that Mark Rick did a bad job. I think Mark Rick actually did a pretty good job, and you know, but Manny didn't continue that. Um, so uh, I think. Once you once you see you start seeing the guys develop under Mario, um, I think we're, we're like we're gonna see yeah it's gonna be very pro style very run heavy, and uh, it may not it might not necessarily translate to number one receivers putting up numbers, but if you win games, <laughs> that's at the end of the day guys are gonna guys are gonna show up. You look right. at Georgia. Georgia doesn't run. That much of a spread, they. I mean, yeah, Kirby's not, dude, right. He's not doing anything crazy over there, yeah. right? You know, you, you look at um, you look at what Alabama's doing. You look at what Georgia's doing. It's just, I mean, the the national championship. What what they did to TCU was insane. Like it's just 
You give your quarterback time in the pocket. Yeah, you give your quarterback time in the pocket. You create these running lanes for your for your running backs. Um, and then that that you you it, he wants to run a run first offense, and that'll it's listen. This is as a, a tale as old as time. You run the ball well, that opens the play action game, and wide yeah. receivers are gonna get open. It's just yeah, it's gonna it's you're not gonna be able to, you know, you're gonna have to put guys on an island, and yeah. Is Wake Forest going to be able to do that? Is is uh, uh, you know Virginia, Virginia Tech? Are they going to be able to to keep up with with these these monsters, these monster lines? You look at the even Clemson that they, they yeah. clearly have have taken a step back. Yeah, exactly. You look at you look and look. I'm I'm not going to sit here and say Clemson is totally out of it. I, right. I, like Kate, Kate Klubnik had a bad bowl game. Yeah. Um, but. He was the high a high rated recruit for a reason. I trust Dabo, and I trust what they're able to do. I think losing Brett Venables is gonna be a long term hurt, mm-hmm. um, but you know it is what it is. I think uh, what my what Mario Cristobal wants to do is bring is just establish a culture, establish an SEC type of culture in the ACC, and I think when it's not, it won't be very long before if he keeps stacking these these uh, elite classes. Like you look at. Like Ruben Bain is coming in, and he may not start. He he's got Cyrus Moss ahead of him. He's got mm-hmm. you know a lot of these guys that have already been in the program are ahead of him. This offense, this defensive line is going to be insane. A whole new linebacking core. We've already got Robert Stafford playing corner. He's probably he's probably going to start right away. Um, it's just weeding out the guys that don't want to be there. The guy, the people that didn't want to be there, they transferred out, and you know more power to them. But right. this is it's a, it's culture first. Yeah, and and you, you mentioned the recruit that was out there, the um the DB that was flirting with Dion, and it was funny because, you know, I tried to stay neutral. I have my opinions on Dion and everything he's trying to do in Colorado, and I'm not trying to ride on him. So I try to pick my spots. But the fact that him and then we get to another former U guy, Ed Reed, have been able to get jobs at HBCUs where they probably weren't qualified to be head coaches, but they were able to use their clout, use their name recognition, use their resumes to get jobs they were not qualified for. And to see that they are just, well, in Dion's case, he certainly has found a way to flip it and, and make it about himself, which is, I mean, he's primetime. He's Neon Dion. That's always what he's done. But Ed Reed... The way that he's come at Bethune-Cookman. I didn't like it at all. Bro, and I'm like, yo, I would have expected that from any of them other you guys from that era. You know, Ray Lewis, any of those guys. Hell, even Shockey, although that would have been just amazing if he was a coach at HBCU. (laughs) Just any of those guys, you know, Santana Moss, any of those guys. But, like, seeing Ed Reed, who seemed to be the most on-the-level, down-home, New Orleans kid, to see him talking kind of greasy about Bethune Cookman and that that whole thing, give me your thoughts on that. I didn't like. Look, I didn't like it at all. I and I love Ed Reed. Like, look, I'll be honest with you. Ed Reed has been kind of going down a weird slope, saying really. Saying there was um, put me on game. I, I'm, I'm I'm not hip. I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was there was some there was a situation. I think it was yeah. I think he t- he might have chimed in on the Kyrie stuff. And you know, oh, like, okay, okay. Once you get, once yeah. you start talking about, like, look, you like, yeah. I, <laughs> growing up in New York, <laughs> we know the, we've seen the Black Israelites, and you know, we know what right. it's like. 
It's not new to I, us. Yeah, I don't argue with those guys because they're not. You're not no. changing their mind. No. But so Ed Reed had had some things to say about Kyrie, and I get it. Look, we want to defend Kyrie. I look, but Kyrie's an adult. Kyrie's 30 years old. He he's right. he knows what to say and what not to say. And sometimes I think he's trolling. So, yeah. but that's that, that aside. I didn't like how Ed Reed approached the the Bethune Cookman thing because, uh, and I'll credit Van Lathan for for making this point. Mm-hmm. Um. On his podcast, Thought Warriors, great podcast, and um, it's like guys like Dion, guys like Ed Reed, who went into college highly touted prospects. Yep. You know, got everything they 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 wanted. Maybe got paid. No, we're not saying they got paid. Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But like, they didn't. They didn't have to. I shouldn't say settle, but they didn't. They didn't have to settle for any opportunity because they were highly right. sought after. And they to to have an opportunity to to give back, it's like these HBCUs are here to give opportunities to the players and the the students that can't get into uh, Notre Dame and can't get into right. Vanderbilt and can't get into University of Virginia because of whatever it is, money, grades, access, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, ironically, Dion and Ed Reed wouldn't have had an opportunity to become a head coach anywhere else without a, a an HBCU. Here are these HBCUs offering you this chance with no experience to they're offering you this opportunity to be a head coach. Like he was Ed Reed was assistant DB's coach, like not even a defensive coordinator. That's what I'm saying. Like, how can you expect? Did this university to roll out the red carpet when you literally don't have the resume of a big time coach? You're just right. a big time name. You're a celebrity. You're like a yeah. social media influencer. They're yeah. just bringing you in off the hype, hoping that you could drum up some bread, drum up some some donors, some boosters. Maybe you get a couple of four stars to fall your way that you would have never gotten if Ed Reed doesn't put his name on it. And then, you know, you leverage that to your next job because clearly we know Ed Reed's not staying. Ed Reed is not trying to no. be the next Eddie Robinson, nor was Dion. So they're all there for a quick flip. So it's like, you're not fooling me by acting like you're putting in all this work. Oh, I got to clean up around here. They don't even got my office ready. Ah, you went crazy on the gram. And it's yeah. like, bruh, what did you expect? You don't even yeah. have a contract yet. You right. didn't even sign anything yet. And you're running around cleaning up. That's on you. Right. Also, why are you on social media putting your team like how are you like as a recruiter as as a coach talk about that there you go yep yep me me you know if i'm a player and i see my future head coach come in and and like bash the 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 campus the office the field whatever why the hell do i want to go there why would i want to play for you (laughs) yes exactly like especially if you have have no resume to to, to speak of, like I'll give Dion credit. Dion coming into Colorado and telling everybody to hit the transfer portal, like first off, I thought that was that was super foolish because if you're any quarterback, if you're a uh, perfect example, Jalen Rashada, who asked out of his NLI with Florida, mm. Jalen Rashada, why would he go to Colorado now? Because he knows right off rip he's not starting with Dion's son. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. An- like, another Colorado QB today just hit the portal. I don't yeah. know what took him so long because the starter knew off rip. As soon right. as he came in talking that I'm bringing my luggage and it's Louie, that kid was already on the portal like, nope, right. I'm out. I know what that means. That means Shador. 
like so my, my thing is like why with 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 no experience and i'm like I, like i said i give Dion some credit because he did you know turn jackson state around but i mean he's also been able to bring in talent that they would have never brought in anyway um exactly. i'm still not yeah. i'm still not i don't i don't i haven't checked to see if travis hunter officially transferred yet but he has he he's he's he going has. there yeah he's going there. So there you go um i will say he's this. he's gonna bring him he's gonna bring him yeah. he, he's very much like he reminds me a lot of cristobal we know he can recruit he just puts yeah. the name out there Dion. he comes to your crib he's wearing the suits he's still got the jewelry right. he's always with, with a fine woman on his side he got the cameras that that will sell a lot of seventeen year olds to make them sign on the dotted line. Mm-hmm. My question is, do we know if he could coach? Because like, that, glad you brought that up. That's that's <laughs> you know a great what question. Saying? Like, well, what's we're gonna find running? out? I don't know. Like, we're gonna find out right away if he can coach because this is this is not this is this is a totally different ball game. Colorado this ain't the swag, was bro. Awful. Yeah, this is, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Colorado was awful last year. And One in eleven, trash. 0-8 in the conference. Yeah, now, Pac-12. You can make the case in a couple years when USC and UCLA move to the Big Ten with, like, you know, a couple recruiting classes, maybe right. we'll see. But, like, it's, if he's it's still not there. Gonna, if he's still there. It's not going to be an overnight turnaround. This is this was a bad roster. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you know, what's a good what, – like, what, and the spotlight is going to be there. This is Pac-12, you know. Fox Saturday nights, like yeah, you're gonna be under the lights in USC, in UCLA, Arizona, Oregon, Oregon and, State. Like, ain't, ain't no pushovers. Colorado was the pushover. Yeah, and look, <laughs> you know, okay, uh, USC and UCLA leave. Oregon is not bad. Yeah, and Dan Lanning came from Georgia. He knows what he's doing. He learned yeah. under Kirby Smart. He's a he's a he's a uh, saving disciple. He's 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 not coming in there to do nothing. So I'd still be afraid of Oregon. I'd still be afraid of Oregon State. Utah. Utah like, is a problem. Utah has, been, has, been, has been great. Like yep. they've like Sam Rising has been like one of the one of the better um, quarterback prospects I've seen in a while. I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna translate to the NFL, but like mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. like this is it's not gonna be easy for Dion. What's gonna happen when? You know that when USC smacks them, you know, forty-two Max. to ten. What's going to happen? They got to deal with Caleb Williams. They got to deal with Caleb Williams. Yep. Good luck, gonna, Travis yeah. Hunter. You're gonna be on an island against Caleb Williams yeah. throwing the rock. Good luck. Exactly. You know, like these are not these these are not slouch teams. Like, <laughs> I mean, you talking you speaking of USC? You look at you look. Their coaching is is there. They they they, they have. The Rally's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. The guy just produces Heisman winners. That's all he yeah. does. Yeah. He wakes up and produces Heisman winning Heisman winning quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah. I look, Travis Hunter, good luck to you. I hope you know I wish him well, but like this is not gonna be easy. Um and and do you look, think look, he look, one, 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 one quick yeah. thing with Travis? Do you think because I heard Dion say this and it made me think, Dion actually thinks in the league he'll be a better receiver. Do you see yeah. that? Or do you think he'll he's still more of a natural Revis Island type DB? Uh, I, I've seen him as, a, I, I like him better as a safety, to be honest with you. Mm, okay. Like, he me, like watching his high school tape, he reminded me so much of like a, like a Earl Thomas, just like a guy that can, that can play center field, free safety, load up in the box, hit somebody, you know, draw the ball loose, kind of like that. Um, I think, uh, his body type 
lends to safety more than corner, but he's got incredible ball skills, so he can play corner. Um, and because of those ball skills, I think he can play wide receiver as well. I I think it's tough to say. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I you know. I mean, he's I've, an all-world athlete, so he could damn yeah, near do whatever he yeah. wants. You know what I'm saying? Now, so. at Jackson State, he was he was able to. Um, right. You know, he's the best player in that conference, probably. Exactly. Now, yeah. now right. at Colorado, I mean, you, you know, you don't want to. He's Travis Hunter's going to start thinking about. Okay, let me. This is. This, I'm going into my sophomore year now. You know, I I got to put up better number. I got to put up good numbers in a big in against better competition. And then you know, next year to, you know, I can, I can kind of like, he's going to, if he's, if he's smart, he'll pull a Jadevian Clowney where he has an insanely good sophomore year and he can coast his junior year into the league and that's it. Right. Um, with that being said, I think he's better off playing corner. Um, okay. Take less shots, less opportunity to get hurt. Don't return. That's like, facts. you know, I think, uh, I think he, he's long-term, he's a corner, but he has the skills to play wide receiver. Got you. And look, the the, the Dion thing is obviously a hot topic, and I've I've been trying to keep an eye on it. And one thing I have I'm I've been asking people, I've been getting a mixed bag of answers. Clearly, the the only reason why Dion got into coaching, and he's admitted as such in that interview he did with Shannon Sharp, is he got into coaching because he saw his sons being coached inferiorly, if that's a word. And so he jumped into coaching to teach them the right way and teach other kids like them. Once Shador graduates, or assuming he leaves after his junior year, mm-hmm. what's the if the only incentive for him to coach has been to make sure his sons get a chance? And clearly it looks like Shador is at least on a pathway to at least making the league. I don't know what round he'll be drafted in once he gets there, but he's on the path to at least make the league. Once he's gone, and we know how Dion is about bouncing and about the money, and he could do whatever he wants whenever he wants. What's the incentive of him staying at Colorado if he's even there once Shador leaves? I think, I think you're right. I don't think there will be much incentive, um, especially if they struggle, if they can't become bowl eligible, if mm-hmm. you know, if they make a bowl but get embarrassed, if like. The, I, I feel like the only thing that's going to keep Dion in Colorado um, past Shadur is going to be like a turnaround. Like I'm talking about Big 10 success. wins right, 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 right away. If there's any sort of, if they, I mean, Shadur could play well and they could, you know, finish, you know, seven five and seven. five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so if they, if they, I think if they struggle and, you know, his sons aren't there. There's no, what, what, you know, what, what, why would he stay? Yeah. I mean, cause it's not like it's the bag because people are so caught up in the bag and yes, the bag is certainly more than, than what he got at Jackson state, but let, let's clear up that myth. Cause everyone's like, Oh, he, he gave half his salary. Yes. He gave his, he gave half his salary. His salary was 300 K. So half of that is 150 K the average salary for someone in the FBS as a coach is 160. So it's not like he was out here below poverty means and he couldn't find a check. This guy had NFL career, MLB career, broadcasting career. But when it comes to bread, Dion's good. Yeah, he's got he's got Hall of Fame money. 
Like yeah, he's, he's straight. He's he does advertisement with, with Saban. With he's Af- good. Aflac. Yeah, he's fine. Right, he's fine. So it's like the the notion of oh, he had to pay this money to fix up the facilities. That's the least he could do. That's right. why you bring him in because right. you don't got the boosters who can give like that. You don't have right. a booster who could come in and drop 150k and fix up all the facilities in in one fell swoop. That's why you go get a Dion. So I'm not I'm not here to you know make him like he's the Pope or he's some shit because he he decided to give half his bread. He could do it. <laughs> And that's part of why he went there, and that's part of why they allowed him the job when he wasn't qualified to get it in the first place. Yeah, and again, it goes back to what Van Lathan was saying: is like, it's it's like Ed Reed. It's it's foolish and it's 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 irresponsible to to speak about these facilities like this when without them you wouldn't you like you couldn't get a defensive coordinator job. Right. Like, right. Like. Like, what are You're, we talking? He's living off his name, right? That's all like, he has to bring to any job. I'm Ed Reed, and let <laughs> me tell you. But I've watched Bethune Cookman like over the past few years because, for whatever reason, Miami keeps scheduling Bethune Cookman. Yes. yes. And listen, <laughs> the, the next season we got Bethune Cookman on the schedule. Like, and oh, right. I, I. That game, if last year's game was what it was with this roster, I'd like to see what what you know what they're gonna do, um, what uh what Miami's gonna do against Bethune Cookman next year. So, um, right. Ed Reed, I look, it's 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 not gonna be easy, and I think he's putting himself behind the eight ball, doing like doing what he's doing. Um, that being said, I hope, I what what I really hope, and I think it was naive of me, I really hope that that uh. Dion would have stayed at Jackson State, and I hope that Ed Reed decides to stay at Jackson, Jack, at, uh, at uh, Bethune Cookman. I don't think they will. Obviously, Dion left, um, but I don't think it's good for HBCUs for guys to come in for a year or two, and then yeah, turn it around and then leave. Because what are you doing? Like, you look at the Eddie Robinson, set a legacy. Look at Grambling. Look at like set, right. like set set a legacy there. Build build some roots. I think. It, what I would like, what I would like to see some of these guys do, whether it's Ed Reed, Deion Sanders, whatever, yeah, come in, bring notoriety, bring the put the bring the eyeballs to Jackson State, and then give opportunities to the to the other people that aren't getting coordinator jobs, that aren't getting head coaching jobs, right. that you know the, I'm sure somewhere there's 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 someone there's some co- high school coach out in like. Like you look at some of the high school coaches in Florida, man, and especially in South Florida and Miami. Like some of these guys are, like Miami Central. You look at IMG Academy, these these powerhouses. Mm-hmm. Give those guys an opportunity to have position, uh, be position coaches in at some of these schools or coordinator jobs. Give them give them the opportunity to kind of build their resumes, and then someone else who's a position coach at IMG Academy at Miami Central, Booker T. Washington. Let right. them come in. And be the head coach. Like that's that's paid how you forward. that's how you do it. Yeah, pay it forward. Just leave a legacy. Yeah, it's 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 a thing where <clears throat> if you look at the main thing, especially with like Ed Reed, at least with Dion, he had some sort of credibility as a coach, as a mm-hmm. head coach, even though it was his own thing, the the prime prep prep academy, right. whatever that was. But with Ed Reed, it's like, bruh, 
One, you're going to Bethune Cookman, never really known for its its football, not not known as a football powerhouse. At least we know Jackson State used to be back in the day. They got four NFL Hall of Famers, so there was at least a, a, a legacy there prior. Bethune Cookman's had a handful of guys in the league, but not like a long-standing tradition of putting guys in the league. You're going to a squad that's at the bottom in terms of no no notoriety, no no tradition, no legacy, no money. No money. You're going there and, and you're working there on hands-on. You don't have an office yet. You haven't signed any paperwork yet. You're trashing the school before you even sign with the school. So now what kid, as you mentioned earlier, what three, three or four star, which is probably an ideal range. And they're not getting no five stars there. Cause he's not, I think that's the main thing. Like Dion's Dion. He could just walk in and go get your kid. I don't, I don't get that same energy from Edry. He can motivate you word. Yeah. But I don't know if that's working on a 17-year-old. I don't know if that's working on a single mother of three. I don't know if that's working on, you know, a, a uncle that's taking care of his brother's kids. I don't I don't know if that's working on them because it sounds good if you're a player, if you're going to war with him. But motivating right outside of that, like what are you bring to the table besides I'm Ed Reed? And Look, the way that I he's love, acting, I feel love like he's Ed got the Reed. resume of Dion and he doesn't. I love Ed Reed. I do. Uh my he's Obviously, him and Sean Taylor are the pinnacle as far as Miami DBs for me. Salute. Um, yep. But having watched Ed Reed come into University of Miami and be the the chief, or the chief of staff, mm. I you can ask Miami fans on all levels. We don't know what he did. We don't know what his impact was other than being on the sideline on game day. Like, we don't know if he's helping the safeties. We don't know if he's you know, in the DB room, we don't know if he's talking to linebackers. We don't know if he's recruiting. Like, Manny Diaz brought him in, and it's great. And, you know, but what is, like, I don't know what his impact has been. Like, Jason Taylor, who was not a hurricane, went to mm. Akron. Right. And, right. And Akron Zip, you know, only <laughs> he played for the Dolphins. You know, Jason Taylor has had more of an impact as an analyst, as an on-field analyst, than Ed Reed has, and that's only because I've I've heard stories about, uh, especially in recruiting, Ruben Bain coming in and saying Jason Taylor had a hand in you know talking to me about you know what my impact could be. Cyrus Moss coming in saying, oh, in practice, this is what Jason Taylor is doing. I I not once have I heard Cam Kinchins, uh, Avante Williams, James Williams. I haven't heard any safety on the team say, you know, Ed Reed sat me down and talked, you know, if taught me about angles mm. and I've never heard anything like that. Miami fans don't, we don't know what Ed Reed does. And, you know, that's why nobody was really upset when we, when he took the Bethune Cookman job. I'll be honest with you. Frank Pons announced he was going back to Appalachian state. And we were like, Oh man, we don't have a quarterback coach. This is, uh Oh, when Ed right. Reed announced he was going to Bethune Cookman, we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> that's sick. That's sick. And I love Ed Reed, but like again, like you brought it up earlier, what's your scheme? What do you what do you bring to the table other than you're a great DB? You're like, right? Can you can you teach? Can you motivate? Can like you That's can recruit? Important. But then when what do you, can you develop? That part, that part, and and at least with Dion, we've seen it. We've seen him develop kids. He's developed right. his own sons. He clearly has had has has had an impact on Travis Hunter already. So, like, we have seen it. He's brought in other four and five stars that have flourished under him. So, at least we know 
He can recruit them and he can develop them. Now, we still don't know about the scheme and actually coaching and, and time management, all of that stuff. But we know at a baseline, he could bring them in and he could build them up. Whereas mm-hmm. with Ed Reed, we've got no evidence of anything besides I'm Ed Reed and I'm famous and I'm an I'm a NFL Hall of Famer. So give me your 17-year-old. I hope it works out for him. I do, but I, I don't so. know. Yeah, I, I think the HBCU thing, you know, I'm, why is Eddie George quiet? I, I'll move off of this, but Eddie George yeah. has been, you know, tugging along, been doing his thing as an HBCU coach, famous NFL running back, and has said not one syllable during any of this stuff. Yeah, it's interesting that he's been he's been he's been quiet. I, I like I to be honest with you, he's been so quiet. I didn't know he was at Tennessee State until yesterday. That's what I'm saying. Like, I figured once the Dion stuff popped off, people went would have went running to Eddie George. Like, yo, what's up with your mans? Mm-hmm. At least to get a response. Like, well, I'm hearing more from Eddie Robinson Jr. that's not even related to the real Eddie Robinson more <laughs> yeah, than I'm yeah. hearing about Eddie George. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I uh, now that now that I know he's at Tennessee State, I kind of I want I do want to pay. Th- I think there's there's somebody else that's at an HBCU coaching. I could be thinking um, Eddie Robinson, but. Um, but it's, it, what's interesting is like, no, no, but like the only people that are like, even Shannon Sharp hasn't said much yet. He's, he's, um, he's too busy swinging from Dion's. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, but like you, you, there, like you said, there are guys in the NFL from HBCUs and I, like, I think this is the kind of thing that where I, guys should be more vocal i think we should be, like someone like chris paul who went back to winston-salem to get his degree and like mm-hmm. what he do i would i would love to hear what chris, like you know i mean i know how you feel about chris paul because i feel the same way <laughs> okay but, all right <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm curious like how do you feel about this you're here's chris paul who's trying to shed light on hbcus you know not saying anything like like i'm, I'm look i'm not A saying a lot of people are quiet shaming, right now, man. i'm not saying we should be shaming ed reed but like someone should be like Hey, look, man, like this isn't the way. No, it's not. It's not. And there's an opportunity here to bring light to underserved schools. There's a there's a chance to bring some some notoriety back to these schools and to help the enrollment, help the endowment, all of that type of stuff. And dudes are too busy just trying to use them for a flip, use them for a come up. And this is problematic and it's kind of indicative of society you know what i'm saying like no one's down to really stay and rebuild it's just i right, well what what's in this for me well what can i get out of this yeah because you look at Dion, back-to-back undefeated seasons they, they tricked it off in the bowl game twice two years in a row that that's fine but you do all of that you had to excel at that level and you got the worst power five job yeah. in the country that was the highest ceiling. Now, he claims there was other schools, and I was in talks with this one. I'm on, sure, buddy. But the fact of the matter is you chose the worst Power 5 school in a conference that, as you mentioned, in a few short years might not even be that lit once right. USC and UCLA shake. So it's like you had to do all of that just to get to Colorado, and then right. they didn't even have the bread up front. They, they basically got you on layaway. Yeah. You left a school that you complained about the fi- about the finances and the back end and the ticket revenue, the kickbacks, all of that stuff. You left that for a school that admitted up front, we don't got it. Right. That's kind of crazy to me. 
it was interesting too because that when the Auburn job opened up, like everybody was like, okay, Dion might jump to Auburn. Right. People were talking about you know Florida State maybe pushing out Norvell to bring in to bring in mm-hmm. Dion, but you know maybe Dion has doesn't you know he's pissed off because they didn't bring him in sooner. Whatever yeah. it is, so when when he took the first, like everybody was shocked when he took the Colorado job because. I mean that's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a bad job. Um, yeah. So I I he's got no ties to the area and I'm like I no. I I think I think he's gonna he's gonna struggle. It's I I can't I, I it's just I can't see how he doesn't because it's just it's gonna be too difficult to play catch up with in Colorado. And but I don't think he's thinking about that. I think he's like I think he'll come in do a year or two maybe win a couple games and then his son will be gone and it'll be like, well, I tried. Right. I, I, th- I think, and I'll, I'll, I'll wrap on the Dion thing here. It's, I think in his mind, he's like, all right, I'll go to the worst school. Cause that'll, they'll give me the most control. I'll come yeah. in. I can shape this thing exactly how I want. I don't have to worry about no boosters. I don't have to worry about no overseer. They're bowing down to me off rip because they're one in 11. They got all this bread. They got this beautiful facility and there's no five stars here. So I'm going to bring all of my four and five stars here and whoever I can snatch in the portal and NIL deals. And we just going to take this whole damn thing over. And while I think that's dope, that just tells me you're there for, for a good time, not a long time. And if I'm Colorado and I'm backing up the bridge truck and I'm handing over all this autonomy to a dude that's not going to stay long term, just how we see Jackson State is left to kind of deal with the scraps. And yes, they they hired his man at his recommendation, and that's cool. But they're not going to be under any limelight anymore. Like that shine yep. is gone off of that university. What's Colorado going to look like hypothetically if he shakes the spot? After two, three years and all that autonomy and the way that he fixed it, the Dion blueprint goes with him to the next spot. Like, what's he going to leave in the wake of now a power five? It's kind of easy to to not care about a, a FBS school or a HBCU school in terms of how they have to recover. But once he does it at a power five, those boosters are different. That yeah. fan base is different. You're dealing with more people than you would for, from one particular HBCU. What do you yeah. think hypothetically if he shakes the spot? How how are they going to handle that in the wake of him potentially leaving? I'll take it a step further. Mm-hmm. Dion never had to deal with negative press at Jackson State. Let's go. Let's go. He had. I forget the guy's name, but he there, there, there's a there, there's a a guy a reporter for at Jackson State or in for, I think it was a swack reporter that. Um, they, they had a good rapport. They could joke around and, you know, Dion could kind of like mess around and, and speak the way he wanted to. Right. What's going to happen when Dion gets smacked by, you know, another Pac-12, Pac by, by Oregon State, by Colorado State even, in a rivalry yeah. game like that. Yeah. What's going to happen when the media is like, you know, putting putting his feet to the fire? How is he going to react? Because if he, if he reacts negatively, that's that's front page. Yep. That's that's on SportsCenter. Yeah, true indeed, true indeed. No, that 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 that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. That's that's definitely something to watch for. My guest is Stan Tellaway, aka Funny Man Stan, on the Elon app and the Zuckerberg app, Twitter and IG. If you're unhip, 
Man, I, I, I don't want you to reveal your big board early, too early, but I'll just have one question. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the, who should be the first QB off the board in this upcoming NFL draft? CJ Stroud, without a doubt. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't dislike Bryce Young. I think the difference between CJ and and uh, and Bryce is is it's very minimal. But I just look at I look at Bryce Young. He's he's slight. He's a, he's got a great arm. He's but a lot of people mistake. You know, it's, look, we know how it is. You see a black a black quarterback. You see a brown quarterback. You're like, oh, that guy can move. Bryce Young doesn't move. Not that he doesn't move well. He can. He just chooses not to. And he's had the benefit of an amazing offensive line for three years that he hasn't had to, he hasn't had to move. Um, we've seen, you know, the times that he has gotten hit like this, this year, the times he has gotten hit, he's taken some injuries. He's gotten roughed up a little bit. CJ is a little That's bit true. bigger. He can take, he can take the hits. Um, you know, I think, uh, they, they made a big mistake, uh, letting not, not, not letting like, I, I don't know. The Ohio State lost to uh, to uh, Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You you know you miss a field goal, but um, I think C.J. Stroud. You look at that Ohio State team all year, missing Jackson Smith and Jigba. You know, missing games. They they by the end of the year, they were down their number one receiver, their number one tight end, their number one running back, and C.J. was still putting up numbers. With Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., who and then he went out, right? right? Then he got hurt. Yeah, if he if he doesn't go, if he doesn't get hurt, Georgia loses that game. Ohio State wins that game. If by the way, a a, a weird no call on that hit in the back of the end zone. Very very true. Very I, true. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's it's very like. And, <laughs> You gotta I, see if somebody got not, a FanDuel account that was on the field. Right. You gotta see if somebody got a DraftKings right. account or something. Yeah, and I don't look. I lately I've been finding myself having a soft spot for Ohio State because my girlfriend did go there. Um, okay. And there's not a day that goes by that I don't remind her that uh, they owe us a championship from 2001. Oh, that's uh, true. And that's she an does talk her. She does talk her shit. She she she's. She, when I I met my girl on on Hinge and my first message to her I saw she went to Ohio State and I was mm-hmm. like hey just letting you know you guys owe us a chip and uh, she was like well maybe uh, if you guys were better uh, you would have won but you know Oof, okay was, yeah okay I she's, like it she 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 comes back I like with that it. energy she watches, okay so yeah. she she knows she knows what she's talking about um, that being said Ohio State going into that game without the number one receiver without losing Cade Stover at halftime. Um, you yeah. know, down like the good defensive players, uh, losing Marvin Harrison at half, like Marvin Harrison Jr. at halftime, or whenever it was, for them to only have lost by whatever they lost by to a very good Georgia team. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud is my number one, number one overall pick. No, he's well, he's my, you know, top top QB off the board. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And this isn't this isn't a strong, um, QB class. I mean. I think it's CJ, it's Bryce. Well, that'll definitely be a talking point because, you know, the, the Bears found a way to luck themselves into, to, into the number one overall pick. The right. Texans now are at two. If the Bears make that pick and play, you would assume it's a CJ or a Bryce Young pick. But, I mean, who knows? With, with the Bears and Justin Fields, I mean, I don't know if they're completely sold on him. They, they could. I mean, it would be a typical Bear for them to trick that off. 
But I mean, yeah, that this QB class is a lot of names at QB. Sure. I don't really know how many of these dudes are actually good at that level anyway. A lot of potential, I will say. I think you know. Look, I, as as much as I as as, as many as many teams as I, players I can scout. I'm I'm not good at scouting quarterbacks. I can tell you right now. Okay. I I've been wrong on so many quarterbacks. It's insane. But I think CJ's good. I think Bryce is good. I think Bryce, you know, would benefit from sitting a year, um, just bulking up, putting okay. on some weight. Um, I wouldn't rush him. I think CJ is is ready now. Then you got the Will Levises of the world who, right. you know, at times looks great, but I, I question his decision-making. Then you mm-hmm. have Anthony Richardson, who I just think is a, a running back with an arm. Um, wow, okay. See, because he, he was the one, he's the one who I think kind of is like that high-risk, high-reward. Like very Yeah, very yeah. high-risk. Because, uh, like, it's, 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 I don't want to compare him to Lamar, but, you know, obviously running back with, with an arm – Lamar got a lot of that, but he was clearly better. Let's let's be Le- clear. Le- Lamar coming light in years better. Already, Pro style yeah, offense. was already a polished. Yeah. He was a you could he could stay in the pocket. He could manipulate right. the pocket. Um, I think can uh, I think uh, Anthony Richardson has the physical tools for sure. I think he's he's one of the more interesting prospects we're gonna see. Um, I again I question his decision making. I think mm. um, he tends to trust his arm more than he should at times, throwing into triple coverage, um, thinking he can do everything. Um, that being said, if he lands in, in a situation where, you know, he can develop, where he doesn't have to come in right away and be the savior, I think, that, um, you know, there's there's an opportunity there. I He, to me, not to be reductive, but he reminds me of like Malik Willis in that way. Malik Willis, mm-hmm. strong arm, very mobile. But again, go back to his Auburn tape. And you know a lot of lot taking risks and you know right. coming getting out of the pocket and then he went to Liberty and Hugh Freeze was able to kind of um, you know put the, you know have these gadgety offenses around him. Um, I think Anthony Richardson has a higher uh, has a higher ceiling than right. Malik, Malik Willis. I think I wouldn't take him in the first round though. Uh, I don't interesting. Like, you, okay. you know how it is. Look, we're gonna see four or five quarterbacks go in the first round. I don't think more but, than yeah. It shouldn't be more than three, honestly. Mm. That, that's fair. That's fair. Here, here's something that I've been trying to preach here on the pod, and I've been doing a lot of streams on YouTube after these NFL games, so I've been way more locked in on just watching games way more intensely. And it seems like there's only two types of quarterbacks, or teams are treating the QB position in two types of ways. Either you're the franchise and it's all on you, kind of like Lamar. Where, all right, we're not going to give you a lot of help because you're that nice. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to make you a quasi-game manager, but we're going to give you everything to succeed, like Jalen Hurts this year with them bringing in A.J. Brown. And low-key, Justin Herbert, surrounded by weapons, and he's able to flourish. Or even Tua, before he kept getting concussed, bringing Tyreek Hill, gave him Waddle last year. Gasecki, when they decided to use him, going to give you all these weapons. Which one of these QBs is more fit to be in that Lamar, it's all on you? And which one is better suited to be, all right, we got to surround this dude with everything? I think I think Bryce is going to have to, is going to benefit from being in an offense where there's a good offensive line, there's a good running game, not necessarily a game manager, but he's, he's going to need 
protection because that's what he's okay. had at Alabama. I think uh, CJ can do more with less. Um, gotcha. We've seen him like last year, you know, his sophomore year, he had, uh, you know, Wilson and, um, and uh, the other, why am I blanking on the name? The other wide receiver, Olave. Wilson, Olave, oh, yes. your number mm-hmm. three receiver mm-hmm. was Jackson Smith Ojigba, and you still had Marvin Harrison Jr. as a, as a friend. Like, he had so much around him, and then to lose two receivers, technically four receivers by the time the end of his junior year exactly. came, yeah. Uh, yeah. due to injury, um, and he was still able to take Ohio State as far as they did within – uh, a, a missed 50 plus yard field goal from going to the national championship game. Um, I think Bryce is more suited to be the guy who's going to need the weapons around him. And CJ is more equipped to be able to do more with less, which is why I think if I'm the bears, I would trade out, trade out, get as many, acquire okay. as many picks as you can surround um, Justin Fields with as much talent because Ironically, it's the same sort of deal. I think Justin Fields, going back to his Ohio State days, going back to watching him at Georgia, was able to do more with less. Um, but you got to give him talent. You got to give him. Gotta you got to put players around him. Yeah. He, yeah. There's only so much the man can do. Right. Uh, so I think the Bears would benefit. And look, the Texans, unfortunately, for uh, I, I think they're gonna go with Bryce Young. I think. Um, He's got no help. I, He's got a running yeah. game at least. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's unfortunate that they fired Lovey Smith uh, because he had them playing. Like hard. He had, he had them playing hard. And it's, it's going to be a mistake to fire him. I don't know, you know, what they're going to do going forward. I don't know who they're going to bring in. Hopefully it's not another college coach because I think we're done with that experiment. But yeah. um, I, I, I think... I think it'll come down to, I think the Texans will take Bryce. I think people are going to hype up Bryce to be the guy, but I think CJ is the more capable. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll be able to stay healthier as well. Gotcha. So look, I, 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 I I'm going to table that right there because I got so, so many more draft questions because you are the guy that, that I look for online. So hopefully we, you can spin the block around draft time as we get closer here and we will we yeah. do a deep dive for sure. Um, but while I have you here, um, it's, it's a few avenues we can go. Do you want to go down Metland with Carlos Correa? Do you do you want to get into Super Wild Card Weekend that really wasn't that super? Maybe the end of Tom Brady or at least Tom Brady yeah. in Tampa. I, I'll let you set set the table. Where where where, where well, do you want to go? We're talking we're talking football. Let's 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 keep let's keep going. Let's keep it football. Cool. Okay. Uh, so go ahead. <laughs> Super Wildcard Weekend, again, like you said, not not that super uh, for <laughs> for the Chargers apparently. Um, yeah, and it's interesting. Like, how how is Brandon Staley still to this day? We're still <laughs> we're recording this Wednesday, six twenty eight p.m. He's still not fired. Yeah, he's still got a job. He's fired uh, the QB coach and the OC. He's still employed. Make it make sense. I mean, it's. I I hate this. I mean, I don't hate to say it this way, but being being white man is hey. such yeah. a privilege. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, here here you have 
we just talked about Lovey Smith. Now look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bail out Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith has had a terrible last few years. Whether you go back to Illinois and yeah, he was trash know, in Illinois. It's 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 been it's been yeah, rough. He was bad, yeah. but he had the Texans playing hard, and they still they fired him. Took the Chiefs to OT, and they fired him. Right. Meanwhile, Brandon Staley, who's got the one of the, I I would say the best young quarterback in the league, uh, okay. save for Jalen Hurts. Um, okay. Austin Eckler, who is a top five running back, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, like a a, a quality defense, Joey Bosa, or Nick Khalil Mack, I can hear Khalil Mack, like like the corner J C J C Jackson they bring in, Derwin like he's got James, this, Derwin yeah. James, yeah, uh, ballers everywhere, former, ballers at every level, <laughs> former Hurricane, there like, you go, yeah. like yeah, and you. And I'm not. This is not Trick to take away anything from the from the Jaguars because all like listen. All I give the Jaguars so much credit because Urban Meyer was clearly holding them back, and Doug Peterson has <laughs> is, is found a way to unlock yeah. Trevor. Park. But yeah. you, how do you how do you not fire this guy? Is what is it? I don't it? get it. I, I don't. You I, had, I wish had, I knew. Like Anthony Lynn had so much less. You get rid of him. Yes. Brandon Staley's got all this around yes. him, and he can't he can't hold Steve on to Steve Wilkes in Arizona, and even in Carolina, he's got screwed twice. <laughs> like, what are we what are we doing? Yeah, I, I but I mean at this point, if they haven't fired him yet, I don't think they're going to fire him. No. I, we'll see. We'll I see agree, who he brings yeah. in as his, as his OC. We'll see who the who the. I mean, it's just we'll see who the who the new QB coach is going to be. But like, but why um, are you fight the QB coach? The problem's not Herbert. It's not pro- Jay not, Herbo? Not even a little bit. So not it's like what what the, the QB coaches caught a stray. <laughs> like, all right, we gotta clean both of y'all out. Like what? Like, I, I didn't I'm not play calling. Like I didn't yeah, do that. If, exactly. If I'm the QB coach, I didn't like, say start Mark Mike Williams in a meaningless game when he's the Anthony right? Davis of the NFL. Right. I didn't do that. <laughs> so like if I'm the QB coach, if I'm Joe Lombardi, I'm like, what what did I do? I did my job. Right. My my last name is literally Lombardi. It can't be my fault. What are we doing? <laughs> no, I mean, so I, I mean, the the Chargers have to figure it out. They got to figure out what they're doing there. As far as the Jaguars, um, obviously, you know, look, they're gonna run into a buzz. So it's the Chiefs. I I don't know what the line is, but I'm sure the the Chiefs will cover. Um, yeah. Interestingly enough, is well, I'll I'll, I'll throw this one caveat. Okay. You know me, I like to stir stir the pot. Yeah. If there ever was a team that was built to score with them, that's not Buffalo, right? Because Cincinnati, eh, no, that that's not just Buffalo. The Jaguars could run the ball. Yep. I don't know if they have a true number one, but they have three dudes who could all be number one on a given day. Yeah. And you know, as as you know, as a New Yorker, as a Giant guy, they have somehow found something in Evan Ingram. He has finally yep. discovered. What Giants fans were waiting for for damn near five years, if not more. Stickum, maybe I don't know. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> so it's like if any team could put up points with them, because we know the Chiefs going to put up twenty plus, twenty four, twenty eight plus, easy. The team that can beat them is going to be the team that can put up points with them. Right. I low key think Jacksonville could do that. The Chiefs' defense is not the greatest. It's, it's, it's Chris it's Jones a and a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it, and it's funny because you look at these the past couple of years with these Chiefs teams, the, the defense hasn't been. I'm not gonna say it's been great, but they've been they've been serviceable. 
Now they've right. regressed to a point where, you know, you're letting the Texans take you to OT. So, right. uh, I think and, and they played right. the Jaguars early this year, and the Jaguars were right there. I mean, the yeah. Chiefs kind of pulled away late, and that might be the MO for this game. But the there was times where the Jaguars were right there. Yeah, if I, yeah, I mean, if I'm the Jaguars, who have a, a, a not bad defense, I, you know, no, they got, they got Josh Allen, the real Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, look, Mahomes is hard to take down. He's like, he's, he's, he's elusive. He's you know, a magician, he makes all the passes. Yeah. He's the man. But, I mean, I think Kelsey's got to be the guy that you, you eliminate. You eliminate Kelsey, you, 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 you force other guys to step up. Um, that's how you that's how you win and obviously scoring um i think christian kirk is gonna have a big game i think christian kirk is i think hn is gonna have a big game um i i think it should be entertaining i still think the chiefs just with the experience i think andy reed um i mean andy reed doug peterson you know they've they, 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 i mean comes from, yeah so yeah. we'll see i think i i give i give the chiefs the edge but only because they've been there i you know who knows? Maybe Trevor Lawrence, you know, maybe the lights might be too big. I don't think they will be. He seems like right. I mean, four just, picks kind of in his first game. If he could bounce back from that, like, right. you yeah, know, yeah. That's uh, that's that that that's that. If if he had had a a, a great, if he had had a Brock Purdy type game, right. I'd have been like, well, you know, the the shoe, the other shoe could drop, but exactly, you know, to struggle and come back beating a team that you probably shouldn't have beat right i think i think i think they might they might be able to pull this one out yeah, um, I, I i agree i agree i think i i think i think this weekend should be uh these are the real the games this yeah. Weekend. yeah uh giants eagles i mean obviously i'm a giants fan uh i'll be honest with you i think any giants fan that thinks that they predicted this is a bull-faced liar um, I came into the season thinking, "Hey, man, I just want to be competitive. Give me six wins in the, t- in the top ten pick." And now right. we're a win away from going to the NFC Championship, Championship game. game. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we're playing with house money. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we played the Eagles, we played them tough with our backups. I'm not saying that's any indication of um, what we what this game will be. I think Kevin right. Thibodeau's playing well. Dexter Lawrence is playing like a madman. Um, I think Xavier McKinney and Odori Jackson came back came back at the right time. I can see Odori Jackson. You know, he's not going to eliminate AJ Brown, but it's not going to be easy for the Giants. I think I you could be physical with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's the key, though. I think the interior defensive line, Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau on the outside, is going to have to keep Jalen Hurts in the pocket, force him to throw. Because uh, if he if he can run on you, that's 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 where he. Dangerous. That's where he takes off, you know. So that's yeah. that, you know. So, um, I'll just because I'm a fan, I'll say I'll take the Giants. <laughs> um, but look, win or lose, I'm happy. I'm content. House money. Had, yeah, I had no. Yeah. I didn't think we were we were going to do this. Even with the, but I mean, but you guys had the easiest schedule. I mean, well, the yeah. whole the whole division did. So even with that, yeah. you didn't think we might be able to at least get a winning record. Well. I, you know, I like I looked at the schedule and I said, you know, I looked at the winnable games and I said, those are 50-50. And then division games mm-hmm. are always 50-50. So in my head, I came in thinking, you know, 7-10, and 8-9, and nine, gotcha. uh, around that range. So I was like, all right, 
I was just expecting to be competitive. Um, right. And then, you know, as the season went on and seeing Daniel Jones completely eliminate his turnovers and, you know, they, they're using him, you know, in the RPO game. And, you know, I was like, oh, they've, they've figured out Daniel Jones. And like, look. <laughs> hang on, hang on. We, 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 we have to call him by his new name. <laughs> White Vanilla Vic. Vic. Vanilla Vic. <laughs> Saquon out of nowhere. I don't know where he got. He called him Vanilla Vic. <laughs> so he's been baptized now. He's he's no more Danny Dimes. He is. Yeah. He's not even Daniel Jones. Vanilla Vic. And we talk about coaching. We, you know, we talk about uh, uh, Staley. We talk about you know all these coaches that are like. Can we got to give credit where credit is due to to Brian Dable? I mean, yeah, Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, who might leave. I hope he, I hope he stays as the as the um the the OC. But like, like what what these what these guys are able to do with, look, I will argue till my face is blue, what Jerry Reese did to this team, and people Ooh, don't okay. people don't like Jer- Dave Gettleman, and right. I get it. But given what Dave Gettleman came into, what Jerry Reese left him, mm. I've there's I've never seen a GM in football ride the coattails of a, a the of two Super Bowls that he didn't earn more than Jerry Reese. Ooh, let's go! Like you, like I, like you, I, I, I've I've had arguments with numbers backing up. You look at his draft classes. Jerry Clint sent him in the second round. Ramsey's Barden. Like guys that I'm not talking about guys that didn't get to second contracts with the Giants. I'm talking about guys that didn't get to second contracts in the NFL. I forgot Ramsey's. Wow. Like the like the guy <laughs> Here's a here's a fun stat. Here's a fun stat. Ramsey's Barden and I have the same amount of NFL touchdowns. That's <laughs> <laughs> These are the guys we were drafting. So yeah. Dave Gettleman, I get, I get the vitriol. I get why people didn't weren't satisfied with what he, with what he did, and he was kind of brash and you know trading Odell and all this other. I get it, but given the the situation that he was in, the the Maras forced him to take Saquon, and I'm not saying I don't appreciate Saquon, but that year I was all about Quentin Nelson. You know, mm. you could have traded down and still gotten Quentin, Quentin Nelson and acquired more picks and you know signing Nate Solder yeah bad signing but who else was available you needed to take you needed to upgrade your offensive line like did you, you he worked he worked with what he what with what he had Daniel Jones I didn't agree with the pick at the time I wanted uh right. Josh Allen, but okay you know you, the other alternative would have been you know taking someone else at six and then hoping you know you can get Haskins or Jones at 18. So right. it is what it is. And I look, I got to give Gettleman credit where it's due. All the guys that are flourishing, Dexter Lawrence, Daniel, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, all these guys are guys that he, he brought in and they're all flourishing. So I, you know, uh, the cap situation isn't great, but it is yeah. what it is. So now are we going, so clearly we're, you're, you're giving Gettleman credit in terms of talent evaluation and drafting. Yeah. Yeah. Do we also have to kill him for Joe Judge, 100%. or how much impact or how much say did he have in bringing in Joe Judge? I think that's the other thing too. I think this is—I mean, Dayball and Shane 
are the this is the first time we've gone outside the organization in in, in decades. Right. Um, so um, I give you know I, I I have to I have to to fault Gettleman for not pushing harder to hire. I don't know who he wanted. Maybe he he wanted Judge all along, um, but at some point you have to push back against the Maris and the Tishes and say, look, you know, nepotism, if that's what you want to call it or whatever it is, we can't, we can't play favorites. We got to go out and get the best guys. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, Gettleman wasn't given the opportunity to do so. Um, and this is, I'm saying this as a guy who was, I was very much a Joe Judd guy. He came in and said all the right things and, you know, it, it didn't work out. So I, 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 I have to kill Gettleman for the judge hire. I, there's no one else who you can't you can't fire the the owners. Yeah, I mean, if if ever there was a team that that you could, it, it would be the the Maros and the Tishes for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have so you have the Giants, obviously a biased pick. So we but we sure. we, we we will let you slide with that. It's all good. <laughs> now we go to the other game in the NFC. Brock Purdy. Listen, what the hell, <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant? Iowa uh, State. What, Mr. Irrelevant? I to, what? I had to go back and watch Iowa State film mm-hmm. to see if to see what we all missed. Uh, Did you find anything? I mean, he didn't look that <laughs> spectacular. To me. Right. I like. I was like, yeah, that seems like the guy you would take with the last pick in the seventh round. Okay. Right. Nothing Nothing eye popping. Fine, you know, made good decisions, made bad decisions. You know, decent arm, um, which, which is interesting because, as soon as the arm, like, what if, what if he takes the 49ers to the Super Bowl? What if they beat? What That's, if they beat the Cowboys? That 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 to me is the perfect hot take scenario. Purdy goes on this magic carpet ride to a chip. Now you got Jimmy G. Now you got Trey Lance, who you leveraged all that draft capital to go get. What and as, as much as we're giving Shanahan this credit for being a genius play caller and all of that, he was also the guy that pushed for them to give up everything for Trey Lance. And it looked like yeah. that didn't work. So clearly he's not the genius of everything. But yeah, what do you do? I, I say you have to roll with the hot hand. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to guy. treat this like Russell Wilson with the Seahawks. They got him on yeah. the cheap. You lucked into it. They went out there and signed. Who was it? Matt Flynn or Matt Shaw? Yeah. Who was it? They gave the money. Matt to? Flynn, yeah. Yeah, they gave the money to Matt Flynn. They thought he was going to be the guy. He tricked it off. They throw Russell in there. Third round pick. Boom! Away we go. So you right. just ride that. You just ride the wave. So if I'm yeah. if I'm the 49ers, yeah, you treat it like Russell Wilson. All right, he's our Russell Wilson. That'll allow us to keep the defense together. Hopefully, yep. allows him to keep D'Amico Ryan. Although I think he's deserving of a job, a head coaching I, job. I, but I think he'll get a head coaching job. Yeah, so but at least the players, if you're able to save on a, I think he's getting like a little over almost nine hundred thousand a year. If that's your franchise QB, oh, you could go pay the bread. Yeah, McCaffrey, we could re you up. Debo, give you your money. IU, get your money. Kittle, defense, Bosa, here's your bread. You know, all yep. got Kurt Warner, here's your bread. Like everyone, Greenlaw, here's your bread. Like everyone eats. Yeah. So I, I think if I'm John Lynch. I low-key kind of want this Purdy thing to be the right. thing because that makes my job easier. Just resign the defense that, and we good. Not only that, you can leverage Trey Lance into to a team. That I can go needs, get my picks back. 
Yeah. I could go get the same picks I traded away for Trey Lance. I could get them back now. Yeah. You call you call up Joe Douglas. You're like, hey, look, you Zach Wilson didn't work out. Facts. Trey Lance, you know, you keep him I got healthy. something for you. Yeah. yeah. I got a dual threat, big arm. Right. Yeah. You call up Tampa. You're like, hey, Tampa, like, I've got a guy for you. Even re- I, Arizona. I mean, I know. Why not? Look, there's there's only a handful of teams that should should not be interested right. if Trey Lance is available. It's only a handful. Right. That being said, I think I think they beat the Cowboys, man. I really do. I I think they'll beat the they Cowboys. They should. I, I mean, the, I, the I mean, granted, they played they played well against Tampa. Tampa, you know, Tom Brady is gonna. Right. I I think he's gonna come back. But come back to Tampa or go no, somewhere no, else? No, he'll go somewhere else. I don't know where maybe Oakland. I mean, I guess the Raiders. The Raiders, Raiders is one. And let's 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 paint this scenario. Let's say Purdy shits the bed. <laughs> that'll be He's interesting. from the Bay. He's from Cali. That'll, that'll be interesting because now, well, if you're if you're San Fran and Purdy plays, play, Purdy plays badly, mm-hmm. loses whatever. It's embarrassing. You can still trade Trey Lance. Yep. Under the guise that okay, Purdy, this is one hiccup. Purdy's going to be our young guy. Yeah, you call That's up it. Brady, you're like, hey, come, you know, running back with this this amazing offense, this genius play caller, which this, works this for eight, him. Yeah, he can't this, carry it by himself no more. Right. You've got this defense. We've got the we've got the play caller. We've got the the pieces. The running game. Everything is here for you. Sunshine. And then. Yep. Here's this kid who could learn learn from you. Train him up. Carry on your legacy. There you go. There you you go. know the late late round draft pick that 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 shocked the world. We here. It wouldn't be crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like Brady obviously is going to go to a team that has everything like Tampa did when he first went there three years ago. Mm-hmm. He first went there three years ago. He had Mike Evans. He had Godwin. He convinced Gronk to come out of retirement. Mm-hmm. Taylor made. He had Arians as the play caller. It was a Taylor made. This could be the same type of thing. He could. Absolutely. You could argue he's got better weapons if he decides to go to San Fran. He's got a. He's got a better running back. Yep. You could argue whether Kittle right now is better than Gronk at the end. He's got better. He could argue receivers like definitely a better defense. Yeah, absolutely. If he goes to San Francisco, the the Raiders thing is enticing. I don't know if they have enough. Like they definitely have. You, you have your number one receiver, Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You have Josh you Jacobs if, if they bring him back. You, you have Darren Waller if he's healthy. I don't know about everything else though. I don't know about the defense. I don't know about the offensive line. I don't know about. To be quite honest, I don't know about the the coach. Even though that's his man's. He's I, and that's the thing. They can't. The, the Raiders can't get rid of Josh McDaniels. So even if Brady decides he wants to go to the Raiders and says, "Hey, look." I'll come, but Dan's got to go. They can't even afford to get rid of him. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, you know, there. I think, I think Brady's going to be paying a lot, paying heavy attention to the 49ers game, because, I mean, that could be his future home. You, know, I think you have to. That's a fair, that's a fair uh, assessment to make. I make uh, you John Lynch. Hang on, I, I, I make you John Lynch. Purdy, Purdy shits the bed. Tom Brady's out there. You know you could go get him. Derek Carr also out there. Who do you bring in? You can have either or. I'm bringing Brady, in Brady. or Derek Carr. I'm bringing in Brady. 
Mm. That situation I'm bringing in Brady, I'll tell you why. Even if Brady... I think the I think the ceiling would be higher for Carr, right. but you'd have to pay him. You'd have to you you could you potentially you'd have to give him a longer term deal. You'd have to give him two years, maybe three. Um, I think Brady, he's gonna come in for just a year. He's gonna come in. I would my my pitch to Brady would be come in for a career. You know, don't beat us over the head with a contract. We'll we'll take care of you. Come home. This insanely prolific offense, this genius play caller, this great defense, sunshine, win a chip, retire, go off in the sunset. As for Derek Carr, there's too many vari- variables there. I, I I think he was I think he was hamstrung. I think he was hamstrung by Josh McDaniels. There's only so much you can do. Um, I don't think you don't. Brady's th- a- I mean, I'm, we're giving them. Debo, C-Mac, Kittle, Ayuk, and Shanahan. Derek Carr should be a top five QB with all of that. He should have been a top five QB with with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. I, I, I agree. And that's why Derek Carr is an enigma because I can't figure it out. I've been asking for three years, is he top 10? And I, I never, I never know. I can't never so get weird. a definitive answer because you watch, you watch some games and you're like, man, Derek Carr, that he, he's got it. And then right. you watch other games, like, wh- like what, what happened? What is he doing? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 got a lot of David in him sometimes, and that's not yeah. good. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't remember who said it. I was listening to a podcast, but like, there's uh, uh, players know you've. He needs to go to a place with a good offensive line because the the word is out. You yeah. smack you smack him once, he's right. done. That's right. it. You're in headlights. He's getting rid of the ball quick. He's got happy feet. Like he needs a good offensive line, and like you know, he needs to play in a warm weather warm weather city. I know a lot of people will talk about Derek Carr to the Jets. If I'm the Jets, I stay away. I I am I don't I mm. want no parts no parts of of Derek Carr because your offensive line isn't great yet. It has potential, but it's, it isn't great right. yet. In a cold weather city with a bad offensive line, it's 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 I wouldn't do it. And his arm strength isn't the greatest anyway. It's just, it's just right. not like he's got a gun anyway. Right. Now, if I'm Tampa, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll kick the I'll kick the tires on Derek Carr. Um, like that. If I'm an if I'm an indoor if I'm an indoors uh, facility, the Colts. The Colts could be yeah. If I'm the Colts, I'm I'm taking a look. You know, the Saints, um, the sa- people, the Saints to me. And hear me out. I, I know I know I know it's the Saints, and I know that Dennis Allen's not great. Right, but I'm looking at Alave. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the, the 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 receivers they have. Mm-hmm. They still got Kamara, assuming they don't do nothing stupid in the off season. Mm-hmm. Like I, the I think is good. the defense is solid. I think they're just a QB away from being in the playoff mix. Not 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 a chip, right? But just a a good QB, and it's still definitive. If the it's still unclear if Derek Carr is good, but he's close enough to be good at times, as we talked about where. You slide him in there, Kamara all of a sudden gets back his form. Those receivers, I think, will only get better because, I mean, they, they catch it passes from Andy Dalton and fucking yeah. Taysom Hill. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot, imagine Olave with the average QB. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we saw what he uh, did with mid-QBs. Now he's now we're going to get him above an average, maybe to even above average QB? He's out of here. I, I'd be concerned with coaching. 
that's that's where I, that's where I'd be I'd be I'd be worried. Otherwise, yeah, you're making great points. You're, those are all solid points. Coaching is where I, I would I would hesitate. That being said, of the options to Derek Carr outside right. of say San Francisco, or or like what's the best situation for him coaching wise? It's I mean, it's, it's true. The, the, wherever he goes, it's going to be questionable. Are, are you hitting up Sean Payton if you're Derek Carr? Like, yo, wherever you Absolutely. go, I go. Absolutely. I, 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 if I'm Sean Payton, by the way, the, the this whole Denver thing, I, I don't know what he's thinking. He's th- I would that's say, silly. That's silly. I would say as far, if I'm Sean Payton, like Derek Carr aside, which unfortunately mm-hmm. for Derek Carr, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm looking at Dallas. Because here's the thing. <laughs> You don't think McCarthy? I think McCarthy winning that game was enough. If he tricked that game off, I think there's a good chance McCarthy could have been out of there. You think there's still a chance McCarthy could be out of there? Yeah, I mm. I don't I don't think anybody went like I went into the the, the Dallas Tampa game thinking Tampa's going to win this game because McCarthy or Dak is going to fuck this up, and True. they didn't because they they were far superior. Then, I mean, Dak, Dak, and, Dak played the game of his life. Yeah, fucking five right. touchdowns. I mean, yeah. Right. Um, so, it, but this, I think this game is going to be, this game is going to be the game we see. Like, all right, is is McCarthy up to it? Can he, can he outcoach, um, you know, Shanahan? Can he out, you know, out scheme this, this tremendous, if the Dallas Cowboys win this game, my uh, McCarthy safe, which I like. I've been <laughs> as a giant, as a cowboy hater. I've been mm. on the keep McCarthy there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, if the Dallas Cowboys win this game, I think it's. I think this has the potential to be the game of the week. Um, you know, you got the rivalry, you've got the the history, the Patrick yeah. two great storied franchises going against each other. So I think this has the potential to be a, a really good game. Um, I think. I think the 49ers ultimately win, um, but I think the Cowboys play well enough for McCarthy to keep his job. I think Sean Payton, if Dallas isn't an opportunity opportunity to, to, for him, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I where where else? Like if if I'm if I'm uh, Sean Payton, I'm calling up uh, um, the Chargers GM, and I'm like, look, you, look, the, the resume speaks for itself. I can right. come in right now and. Like you, right. I, yeah. I, I could clean this up real quick. Yeah, yeah. I could like, clean I'm this not, up. Yeah, I'm not giving up 27 straight points to nobody. Exactly. I got a dynamic running back already. I, I know how to pass the running backs. Y'all, y'all know yeah. my steez. Right. Y'all know how I do with QBs who are accurate. Yep. Y'all know how I how I could make you know seventh round receivers become damn near Hall of Famers. <laughs> so now now you're giving me Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and yeah. Joshua Palmer. Oh yeah, it's lit. It's if good. I'm Sean Payton, I'm just sliding over a highlight tape and saying, showing them Drew Brees. I'm like, this. I, he was a second I did round that. pick out of Purdue. Yeah. I did that. Noodle arm. I did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So give me, give me this, give me the six foot four, crazy strong arm quarterback. Exactly. See what I. Facts. Um, the, what's the last? Is it? Is it Bengals? Uh... Cincy Buffalo. Yep. Yep, the, the the game that was supposed to take place when Demar Hamlin, you know, yep. had that unfortunate yep. incident. So now, now, now they get to run it back for real. I. That's this is a tough call. This is a tough Dude, call. I think this is the game of the weekend. 
Yeah, I think you're right. The the teams are too close. I can't call it to to keep it. Josh Allen wasn't stellar. His elbow is still jacked up. Yeah, he's playing hurt. He's he's and I'm not the biggest Josh Allen guy. People on this pod know I am not the biggest Josh Allen guy. (laughs) But but like it's clear he's not 100 percent. But he's still throwing a lot of picks and he's reckless with the ball. Mm -hmm. A lot of fumbles, a lot of hero ball. Dude, and it's like, it's almost the gift and the curse of being that big and being that yeah. sometimes unstoppable that, oh, I could just do this whenever I want. Yeah. And then he flicks the ball and then he gets picked off in the back of the end zone. He's fumbling all over the place. And it's like, nah, dude, you have to pick and choose those spots. He still hasn't yeah. learned that yet, if he ever I does think, learn it. I think, uh, I think the I, it's, it's, this is a toss up, honestly. I, I, I can't really call it. I think the Bengals' defense is, has, is is much improved, but their offensive line—they lost a guy. I mean, so Joe Burrow is is gonna is gonna have to, you know, he's gonna have to run around a little bit. Um, but there's also Jamar Chase. There's also Jamar Joe Chase. Mixon. You know, I think P. Ryan. Yeah, I Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. It's a toss up, but I'm gonna, deep, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the Bengals. I'm gonna I think where are they I, playing this game? It is in Buffalo. Buffalo's the two seed. So Bengals on the road. You know that stadium's gonna be rocking. Yeah, yeah. Stephon yeah. Diggs. He's him. Gabe yeah, Davis, McKenzie. Yeah. James Cook, yeah. Singletary. Like also, the Bills should be unstoppable, but for some reason. Yeah. Eh. I don't know if that's because Dayball's in New York. I don't know. Or in in, <laughs> in New York City. I don't know. Kenny, Kenny, Dorsey, Kenny Dorsey might be looking for a job. That's facts, too. That's facts, mean, too. If Josh Elbow is still b- b- banged up, they haven't shown the propensity to establish the run. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen, at times, forgets he has Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. That defense has lost to Vaughn Miller, so they don't yep. have that closer to come in and get that pressure late. Mm-hmm. There's some holes here. But the Bengals, at times, they also forget they have Joe Mixon. They right. also forget they have P. Ryan. And it's just the burrow to Jamar Chase show. And I'm not mad at that. Go get him his 10-plus targets because he's a true number one. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like, hey, you need to get a little bit of the balance there. You can't be dropping back 40 times in the playoff game and expect to win. Here's, here's the, 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 the one little caveat that I want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. The, the emotion of the game. Who's going to be able to handle the emotion of the game? Facts. Facts. Is, is Buffalo ready to, to, to play against the Bengals again? Is right. T. Higgins up for it to go against Good the point. Bills again? Good point. Who's, I mean. And he's kind of really stepped up this year. He's absolutely. been the number two. Yeah. He wasn't absolutely. supposed to be the number two, but he's been the number two. Again, like. Could it comes? Could it come down to coaching? Zach Taylor is he? Sean McDermott, same boat. Like they're both right. kind of young game. They're you know few first few years. Um, it's it's man, it's really a toss up. I'm gonna. I guess I give it to the home to, to the home team just because. Give it to the know, Bills. Gotta, okay. Gotta, yeah, I give it to the Bills just because they're they're at home. But. Nah, it's, that's it's that's better. tough. That'll, that that this, this like this is. This is the super weekend that people talk about. For sure, about. yes. Super yeah. divisional round weekend. Yeah. What's <laughs> That's interesting the marketing too is campaign. Like, 
we you know the 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 CFP it turned out that the the Ohio State the Georgia semi game was the real title game. Yeah. Right, right, right. Hopefully right. that's not the hopefully that's not the case. Facts. Well, look, I I know you have to run. You have yeah you, you have a show you have to do, and and that's why I wanted I to make a, sure. Yeah, I got a few more minutes. Yeah. You got a few more minutes. All right, cool. So, yeah. I, I'll make it quick. So obviously we're we're trying to run down the the the, the NFL playoffs, NFC. If we if we say Philly takes care of the Giants, we say the 49ers take care of the uh the, the Cowboys, Philly, San Fran. That's a that's a that it's in Philly. Assuming Jalen Hurts should be as close to 100 percent as possible, barring a setback against your Giants. Right. How 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 does that shake out for you? Assuming health, I I think I kind of have to go. I if it, I have to give the edge to Philly just because, you know, with as close to 100% Jalen Hurts, that defense is still pretty good. The defense mm-hmm. is very, very good. Um, the offensive line is very good. Um, I think what A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith bring to the table, uh, what Dallas Goddard bring to the table, as good as San Fran's defense is, it's a, that's a lot of horses. That's a lot of people to, right. to, to, to pay attention to. Um and I think the Philly defense should be able to make life difficult for Brock Purdy. Now, maybe Brock Purdy is is his second coming of who knows what. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if if I had to listen, they didn't win thirteen games for nothing. Granted, easy schedule, yeah. But Jalen Hurts, up until he got hurt, was an MVP candidate. Facts. And I, if as much as it pains me to say that, I hate the city of Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> the only thing good about Philly is it's comedy and it's cheesesteaks. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't take anything away from, from the Eagles. So if it comes down to, to Philly, San Fran, I got to go with Philly. Well, I, I, I love that answer only because your boy put in a little fan duel early in <laughs> August yeah. for, for them to make the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy if that happens. But now, now let's take it to the AFC. Now you said you you would give it to Buffalo home team against Cincy, mm-hmm. and then we uh, Kansas City. So now Buffalo Kansas City neutral site game. Right, I think in Atlanta, said it'll right? be in Atlanta. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the last thing I heard as well. So neutral site game, so a dome, no elements. So if you know, obviously both of them are used to playing in cold weather. Yeah, no elements. Mahomes in the dome, Josh Allen in the dome, fast track. What do you see there? Potential Chiefs, Bills, AFC Championship game. I think in that scenario, that means Josh Allen played well enough to beat to beat the Bengals. That means he's healthy enough. That means whatever 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 is supposed to work worked. Mm-hmm. That means if everything's clicking, I'm, I'm I have them beating the beating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. I think. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to hurt them. It's mm. just they've they've gotten lucky way yeah. too many times. I I just think back to that Texans game, and I'm like, how did you let this team take you to right. OT? Right. And if I'm every other um, offensive coordinator in the AFC right now, I'm firing up that that Texans game, and I'm like, what did they do? With inferior pieces that we can do with with superior pieces. That's how I'm game planning it. 
Yeah, Pierce went crazy, I believe, in that game. Pierce yeah. Went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's and, and that's the bugaboo with Buffalo. And, you know, as you said earlier, sometimes football is simple. Like, just run the ball. Run the ball, right. stop the run. Like, it doesn't have to be too complicated. Yeah, your schemes can be cute. It can be intricate. It can be complex. But at the end of the day, you got to have some kind of balance between running the rock and, and throwing the rock. So mm-hmm. I think at times they get caught up in, well, I mean, Josh Allen, rocket arm, even with the bum elbow, just let them keep chucking it. We got Diggs. We got Gabe Davis. We got McKenzie. We can even throw at the Hines out the backfield now. Like we got, we got Dawson Knox. Just yeah. keep chucking it down the field. Nah, man, go ahead and give it off to Singletary. Go ahead and let yeah. James Cook get out there and cook it up. Like that's they how you get the balance. Toward the end of the year, they had a game toward the end of the year where where both uh, James Cook and, and Singletary had like crazy uh, long yeah. runs. Like why yeah. are, why are we using these these weapons? It, it's not like it hasn't worked. If they've right. been struggling, like like Tampa was the worst rushing team. In the whole NFL. So it's like, all right, well, I know why Brady's dropping back 40 sometimes, all right? They yeah. keep trying it. The offensive line isn't good enough. They can't run the rock. Cool. That's not the case of Buffalo. And yeah. sometimes Josh Allen's the best running back sometimes. Right, okay. Right. Keep running them. He could be white Lamar. Let him yeah. do it. Like, just, slow, just slow run the, the damn down. ball. Yes. Eat up the clock. Slow the, slow the game down. Keep the ball. Like, your best case scenario, you don't want Mahomes with the ball at all. You don't want no. Mahomes... No. You just they, keep his ass time of possession, keep running the ball. I mean, I'm not saying you don't take your shots, take your shots, absolutely. For sure, you've you got have the force to. to do so, yeah. but you've shown the ability to be, able, to be able to run the ball. You've got James Cook, you've got you know, who by the way, James Cook doesn't get enough credit. Like, he's, he's played like, very it, well, extremely well. Like, yeah. It, yeah. I, I mean, it, 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 and very different from his brother, by the way. Like, this is yes, <laughs> so yes. Yes. So why you know you've got the horses use them I think if if they can figure it out I would be firing up that Texans game that's all I'm watching I'm like what do they do that we're gonna do with with yes. better pieces Yeah no I I agree I agree I, I I hope we get that I think that'll be such a dynamic matchup I mean even if it's Cincinnati Kansas City that still has oh, yeah. an intrigue yeah. rematch of last year and all of that so even that has some intrigue but I do think the the two best teams all year long in the AFC have been yeah. Kansas City and Buffalo. Absolutely. So I, I like that. So you have Buffalo coming out on top. That yep. means you have a Buffalo Philly Super Bowl. Yeah. This well, is, that's this, that's very it's a very easy pick. That's we're, we're going with the Buffalo Bills. I really uh, okay. Only because uh, I I cannot. Uh, you can't see. You can't stay another Philly chip. You can't. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. Those people, like they're terrible people. Uh, I hate yeah. every single. Time. <laughs> I just I can't. But from from a football standpoint, uh, a Buffalo Philly uh, Super Bowl would actually be pretty interesting. I think um, you've got a matchup of MVP caliber quarterbacks. You've got you know your game breaking wide receivers and AJ Brown on one side and uh, um, Stephon Diggs on the other. Um, I think you've got, you've also got the experience, um, uh, um, with, uh, with guys that have been in the playoffs before, um, similar, similar styles of running games. I think, uh, the, I, I guess I'd give the edge defensively to the, to Philly. Um, okay. From a, from a purely football standpoint, if it comes down to Philly Buffalo, I think Philly has the slight edge. Um, 
But again, you could have both situations where the quarterbacks are banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's tough. That's a, that could be a toss up too. Like, but yeah. my gut says my but my gut says Buffalo bring you know bring bring a trip back to uh, well not back but finally bring a trip to uh, Marv Levy Stadium. Ups, yeah, uh, upstate New York for finally gets yeah. a taste of being relevant to the to the right. rest of New York. Uh, yeah, I think if if that matchup does play out, I used I liked Philly's defense earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and obviously if they're playing Josh Allen, the key is contained, right? You you can't let him just run crazy. So Hassan Reddick, Reddick's yep. gonna be the key there, like because clearly you have you have the guys on the inside. You got Cox, you got House of Spears, Adamic and Sue. You got all those guys, Jordan Davis. You got all those guys to clog up the middle. So Josh Allen ain't ain't scrambling up the middle. But no. if he gets that edge, if no one's there to contain, we know he's trucking DBs and safety. So someone's right. got to be there on that edge to be able to keep his ass in the pocket. So I, I I I liked Philly's defense early in the year. I think they kind of they were beset by some injuries and just I think they got lackadaisical from running out. You know, with, with such a great record early on. Yeah. But I, I definitely do. I I mean, there is a scenario where Buffalo could win. I mean, it's, it's clearly Absolutely. there's no Absolutely. there's no dominant team this year, and I think right. There's a lot of really good teams, but there's no dominant, clear cut. This team is head right. and shoulders above. Although the 49ers, I, I, I just, no, I absolutely, think absolutely, no, absolutely. No other team has their weapons right. on both sides. So it's like they got the most talented roster that's left. But because it's Brock Purdy, that's, no one just, wants to jump out the window and be like, nah, give me the more talent. Right. Da, da, da. Nah, not when you don't got talent at the most important position. We just don't know. We just don't yeah, know. He's, he's the until, great unknown. Until he has a bad game, we just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I feel you. So, Buffalo Bills, your Super Bowl champions. Those yeah, are the, of, yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, I wouldn't like it because of my, my hate for Josh Allen that, sure. that, that, that I've been chastised for. But I respect it. I'll fall back. I still say... <laughs> That man should fall down on his knees and kiss Stefan Diggs' cleats because oh, yeah. that's the reason why he's elevated to franchise QB status and MVP yeah. face of the league status because of Stefan Diggs. But, you know, if, I mean, if, if, why stop there? Brian Dable, Mike, I mean, like, like, I mean Ken Dorsey, like, like those are the guys. I'm not saying Josh Allen isn't talented. He does, he's got the tools. Sure, sure. I, I mean, we the Josh Allen that we saw coming into the NFL out of Wyoming and the Josh Allen that's playing in playoffs this week are two different people. And Without a doubt. credit to go to the coaching, which is why I'm glad Dable is Dable is a, uh, the Giants head coach because mm-hmm. the leaps and bounds we've seen from Daniel Jones in one season. I mean, it, and are we didn't get into this, Daniel but Jones the bag. Okay, what's the bag though? You know, what's the what's the bag? Are we saying look, Kyla Murray money? No, 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 no. <sighs> No, no, not yet. <laughs> no. So, so then, what kind of money then? Ryan Tannehill money? I mean, is uh, he's a young QB? He can't get Kyler money. Kyler got a lot of money, dude. Kyler, too much money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that I'm not that's why that. Lamar can't sign right now because Kyler got too much, and, yeah. and Deshaun Watson, nasty yeah. man, got too yeah. much. So, I mean. Because the other thing is too is like if you if you give Daniel Jones the bag, there's so many other holes that really like we it's patchwork. Right, Isaiah I agree. Questions. 
we're, we're throwing out Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton who dropped yeah. a huge pass and and Daniel Bellinger like there's a there's a lot of like and we got to resign Saquon and you know Dexter Lawrence has to get paid at some point like there's a lot of holes we got to fit fix so I think it's it's I I I I think he deserves <laughs> he deserves it right but you want to give it to him <laughs> if if you say like three years. Forty-eight, I think, is reasonable. That's cheap. Can't I even mean, get the man twenty mil. He hasn't gotten. He's not even. He can't even get fifteen mil. That's a little over. 15. And I'm not it's calling a it a over fifteen. I'm not calling it a fluke. I'm not calling it a fluke. But I, I would go. I'd be willing to go three years, sixty. Three years, even. I'd, I'd even say sixty-five. But I just okay. I there, there it's just it's not smart. I don't think it's smart money to give him so much money when there are so many other holes we need we need patched up. So the, does that mean you're not sold on him as a franchise QB? No, no, no. I I am. I just think it's the, you it's just the don't timing. Pay him the timing like right. The timing is unfortunate. It's just it's it's bad timing. We just the the, gotcha. the cap situation. The, the cap situation is dog shit. We're, we're, we're getting out of it, but right. there's there's a lot of mouths to feed, and there's a lot, there's, there's 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 people we need to bring in. There's there's Giants fans that are talking about bringing in D Hop, and I'm like, calm down, guys. Let's How? pump the brakes. <laughs> yeah. Let's, what we need yeah. is draft capital and guys right. on as many rookie contracts as possible. We Thanks. need like this, that's what we need. We need we like I, I mean, unfortunately, we're gonna have like a. A, a bottom 20 draft pick at this point like we'll, right. we'll probably end up drafting like 22nd which okay i'm i'm glad we're playing well but now joe shane has to really do his job and find the late round draft picks and find the talent in the second third fourth rounds all right so i'll i'll, I'll i will get get you out of here on this so you you bring back daniel jones mm-hmm. well, what does that mean for saquon what type of bag are you giving him I mean, I've he's, always been, he's shown that he's back to being himself. Yeah. So it's, it's, as long as he's himself, he's a top five running back. He's a C Mac. He's in that same class. Like, but he's still a running back. He's at the true. End of the day, he's still. But a running back. somebody gonna pay him. If not y'all, somebody else gonna pay him. I, I wouldn't go higher than eighteen a year. I that's mm. that's. that's and that's and that, I'm, I'm saying and I'm saying 18 because hometown, homegrown. Right. So so you'll overpay to keep them. I would overpay to keep them. 18 a year is like, I think, I think is where because it's also like you, you like the game planning has been kind of funny too because now, you know, Daniel Jones ran the ball 17 times I think it was and yeah, big yeah. one had had less than that. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it hasn't looked as smooth with the Saquon transition. I think when he's been on, he's shown you all the reasons why he was him all them mm-hmm. years ago. But then, especially last week, I mean, Daniel Jones was the reason why that that offense was moving the way it was. Yep. Like, he was dynamic in all aspects of the game. I think on the on their first offensive drive, Daniel Jones ran the ball like four times. Right, he was like. It, and it wasn't just RPOs. It was like, you know, drop back, nothing's open, take off. And it was, off, yeah. 
and that's that that's a level they they've always talked about his athleticism and I always just kind of poo-pooed it not that and not even because he's white just because it's like all right well that's kind of a prerequisite for today's QBs all of these QBs are kind of mobile mm-hmm. I didn't know he was this I didn't know he was QB draw no bootleg no, right. he can do RPOs like for real, for real. He's not just yeah. running out the fake. Like he's really taking the pill and trucking. Like yeah. that part I didn't know. So yeah, what value is Saquon if you got it? Like, cause it's kind of like the Ravens with Lamar. Yeah, right. you got Gus Edwards. Yeah, you got J.K. Dobbins. But that's not the dynamic part. The right. dynamic part is this dude has a cannon and he can go 90 yards to the crib with his legs. Yeah. That's the dynamic part. If Daniel Jones, I don't know if he could go 90 yards, but if he can go, he he can truck it. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like, if if he's a guy that could go 50, 60 yards and can still drop dimes or be Vanilla Vic, I mean, what's the value of Saquon at that point? Do you even need a Saquon at that price level? Right. That's what what, what I'm saying. I think the the price level is only going to come because – because of an overpay, because of who he is, what he means to the team, the city, and all that, you want to keep him in New York. You're gonna to have to overpay, but like realistically, history of injury, you know, mm-hmm. usage usage on the offense, and I think the other thing too is I think as we progress, you know, in in, in the in the playoffs and next season and going forward, we're gonna see. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Kafka is gonna stay if he's gonna take another job, but like Dayball is gonna have a huge hand in what goes for how, how this goes forward because you know if if we're relying on jones and not barkley then yeah you're right i think you're absolutely right i think uh barkley's value is is going to be diminished um i also feel like barkley's the kind of person who values loyalty so sure. he'll i could see him taking less money to stay because because of what they're building, because of right. what's already been built. So, I, I mean, it, we'll see. But again, I think we got to err caution, you know, err on caution because what 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 you don't want is overpaying Jones and Barkley and not being able to address other issues at wide receiver, at tight end, offensive line, you know, linebacker, right. uh, you know, safety. I think, you know, there's, there's so many holes that need fixing. So... It's 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 tough. That has been my guest Stan Talloway at Funny Man Stan on the Elon app and the Zuckerberg app. He is a stand-up comedian. He is a writer. He is a host. He is a all-around content creator. Follow him on all the social stuff. The link for that will be in the podcast description and the video description. Stan, bro, we we we've been doing this for a while now. Yeah, I've, I've I've been proud of the success you have had, the moves you've been making. It's been same here, same same here, man. Like I like I you know I I'm 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 a subscriber, always have been. You know I I, I I always listen. Um, I I, spe- I I especially listen to you for for basketball takes because as a Knicks fan, I'm just like I don't really care. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I appreciate your your basketball takes, especially since we both agree uh, on Chris Paul. Um, Point for so, all. Let's go. <laughs> so, listen. I'll. I'll. I've told this story with you a bunch of times, but like, I went specifically to the 2005 draft to boo him. 
Uh, <laughs> I will never forgive him for punching Julius Hodge. There in you the go. Nuts. Let's the go. Tournament, Wake Forest, NC State. You don't punch New Yorkers in the nuts and get away with it. Just talk I will take that, that talk. <laughs> to, to, for the rest of my life, I ever see Chris Paul. I'm like, I didn't forget. Facts. People really think I'm crazy. Like, yo, why you go? Like, yo, bro, we play basketball. I didn't need to be a, a, a blue chip AAU top prospect to know you don't punch another dude in the nuts playing yeah. basketball. You might do it accidentally. Things happen. This but is, you don't on national TV it's in on front YouTube of Dickie still. V. You punch someone YouTube. in the nuts in front of Dickie V, bro. It's still it's still on YouTube. That's it's, it's it has got what? millions of views. <laughs> Because people can't believe someone was so dastardly in public. Yeah. And my question is, if he was that wild to do it on ESPN, the full other network, how many times was he doing it on the playground? Right, right. That might have been his rep. Like, yo, that little dude, he'll, yo, yo, dude, you better wear a cup. I know it's basketball, yeah. but you better wear a cup playing, bro. How many, how many times did he do it on, like, whatever ACC network they were playing on? That's what I'm saying. ESPN three. How many nut punches were buried right. on ESPN yeah. U and ESPN three? Yeah. How many? How, uh, how many NC State uh, point guards are like are forever changed because of uh, facts? Imagine him during tryouts. Oh my God! Forget it. Forget it. At Wake Forest, look, imagine the walk on, the walk on point yeah. guard, the kid that the the computer science major just wants to be on the team. And now I got to go up against a guy who was the third-ranked point guard of his high school class, yeah, and he's yeah. out here nut punching a computer McDonald's science all, major. McDonald's all American. Yeah, and he's Where, kicking me in the nuts. I'm supposed to be kicking him in the nuts so I could get a spot on the team. Where's Josh Howard? He's got stories. Bro, he has to. He has to. I, I might. I might. I try to get Julius on this pod. When when when, when they tricked <laughs> off. Against the Bucks, I slid in the DMs. Yeah. He ain't respond, and I get it. I tried. But Josh Howard, don't let me find you, bro. He's got stories. I, I, need, I need the stories, bro. Yeah. Oh, man. That that, that has been Stan Talloway. He he is a, as you hear, he is a funny dude. He's a knowledgeable guy. Uh, if if you Real follow quick. him on socials. Real quick. Go ahead. Uh, um, who, who is, is there a comedian that you, that's, that's underrated. That's that people don't really know yet that you're that you're into. And if not, I'll recommend one. Okay. Well, I'll I'll give you a podcast I listen to that has a few comedians I, I fuck with. Okay. I fuck with uh, the Black Phillip podcast with uh, Dante yeah, with, uh, Nero. Nero. Yeah. Um, uh, Andre D. Thompson Tom's pops in every yeah. now and then. Yeah, and Harry yeah. Tarjanian. I fuck with them. Yeah. 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 Andre Thompson, great guy. Uh, like last time, I think I saw him on Halloween at the stand. Hilarious okay. comic. Jimmy Fallon not too long ago. Dante Nero, super nice dude. Super nice dude. Um, I've never met Harry actually. Um, but I'll throw I'll throw a, a couple of names out there. Sure, go ahead. Uh, Eagle Wit is a okay. real dude. Um, he just put out something about. It was, I think it's on YouTube. You can YouTube Eagle Wit, um, W I T T, real funny cat, real funny dude. Okay. Um, and I'll throw out Alex Babbitt. Um, I've heard that name, Alex Babbitt. I think I've heard that like, name. Like those, there's so many more I could name, but those are mm -hmm. those are the two guys that that are 
in that like they, they just young doing it differently reg thomas another one like there's i mean I, mm, man i could okay i could go down the list but like there's so many Dope. there's so many comics that aren't blowing up just yet that are right there man i'm just like it, it there's there's nights when i'll come home from a sh- from a show or what whatever i'm just like it's it, it does get you down but then you see guys that are just like they're putting in the work they're putting the effort they're writing and you like those are the guys that 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 need the the publicity so follow those guys reg thomas alex babbitt eagle wit and you know, hit me up you can dm me if you if you ever want a recommendation for a comic you, have, you want you want to find somebody new i there's tons of new york comics that i could just send your way that i think are just super super funny and and audience i could tell you from 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 my standpoint you know i like to bring people on here who have put in the work who have been on stages who have been high in their craft and stan has been that we you know we we were, used to work part time together at a radio station at the number one sports talk radio station in the country, and we both have elevated ourselves outside of that place. And uh, just just sometimes it's hard to get credit. Sometimes it's hard to get the looks you're, you're supposed to get. So Stan is someone that I want to make sure I can do anything that I can to make sure he gets the proper look because he deserves it. Not only does he have the talent, he has the work ethic, and he's been putting out content. And grinding for years. This all this media entertainment shit is a grind. And yeah, it man. grinds people up. Some people ain't built for it. Some people hop in and if they and if they don't pop off quick, it's too much for them, they bow out. But yeah. you know, you're you're a testament to the work that it takes and the grind that it takes to put in the work, to keep showing up to shows, you know, to keep putting content out. And now you're doing it, man. You're 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 hosting, you've been you've been on stages, you've been in rooms with some of the best. So I just want to make sure you, you get your flowers because appreciate you know, it, man. Yeah. People who look like us, it takes a lot for people <laughs> to, 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 to get that type of credit. So I want to make sure yeah. you get your flowers, bro. Cause I, yeah. I've been watching and always try to support when I can. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you. At funny man, Stan on the Elon app and the Zuckerberg app. Stan Talloway has been my guest. I am the Sam D for the, the Sam D podcast. We out.